Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I'm your host, I'm Shemaine Laney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker and more, but I'm very happy to have you back with me for another episode and I hope you're keeping really well and enjoying August as we move slowly back towards routines and normality and schools and all that fun stuff. So I hope you find this um, episode informative. I haven't spoke about this much before, but believe it or not, I actually use this substance a lot, especially with training. So before I go on, though, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So in this episode, we're looking at creatine and creatine is among the most well researched and effective and safe supplements that you can take. It can help with a range of things with exercise performance, strength and power, uh, energy production, and even brain health. So we're going to get into a lot of this now. And the reason this popped up is because actually when I'm in the gym, people, well, guys will ask me, do I have any tips for improving strength and power or what is a supplement I would recommend to improve the results from their training regime? Um, And even with my teenager, I recommend creatine for him. And I have been since he was like 12. Creatine is very safe, but it has great efficacy around growth, but also brain health. So let's get into this. So Creatine is one of the top recommended supplements for gym goers and athletes and um, physical performance, not just in the gym, but outside the gym. So there's a lot, a lot of research around creatine and it is quite safe. Now, the body does make creatine itself and you can get creatine from certain foods but generally we don't have enough to meet demands basically especially when somebody is training hard or exercising hard so creatine is a chemical found naturally in the body but it's also found in red meat most people I think will recognize creatine from uh, pathology tests so like on their blood labs Um, so it is an amino acid and it's located mostly in the muscles, but also in the brain. There is a lot of evidence that shows that it may also help lower blood sugars, which I know people are going to be interested in and improve brain function. Although there still needs to be more research in this area, there is some good studies showing a bit of efficacy and I can site one or two so one is creatine and cyclocreatine attenuation and neurotoxicity you can look up that one 
And then there's another one titled Effective Oral Creatine Supplementation on Human Muscle Glute 4 Protein Content After Immobilization. So they're just some looking at uh, the whole blood sugars and helps for brain function. But most of the studies on creatine show that it, it can increase muscle mass strength, power, and exercise performance. And here, one specific study I like to reference for this is through, you will find it on PubMed and the National Library of Medicine, but it's titled International Society of Sports Nutrition Position Stand. Safety and Efficacy of Creatine Supplementation in Exercise, Sport, and Medicine. And that's where we see um, some good efficacy around performance and increases in strength and power. So creatine, like I mentioned, is a substance found naturally in muscle cells and in brains, and it helps your muscles produce energy, especially during under demand from, say, heavy lifting or high intensity exercise. So a lot of guys, especially younger guys, are well in the know when it comes to creatine. They're already taking creatine as a supplement. Like it's already quite popular and generally they will use it to gain muscle and enhance strength and improve their physique and performance. Chemically speaking, creatine shares many similarities with amino acids, and we know a lot of people take amino acids, um, which are important compounds that help the body build anything, everything, whatever you're sending a signal to build, amino acids are needed for. Now, your body can produce creatine from amino acids, specifically glycine and arginine and about half of your body's creatine stores come from the food you eat especially red meat and the rest is made in your liver and your kidneys but for demand from people in the gym or trying to grow muscle or perform at a higher level generally the creatine they're getting from their food may not be enough for what their body needs so about 95% of the body's creatine is stored in the muscles in the form of phosphocreatine. The other 5% is found in the brain and then some in the testes as well. When you supplement, you increase your stores of phosphocreatine. And this is a form of stored energy in the cells, which can help your body produce more of a high energy molecule called AP, ATP. And I know many of you are thinking, hold on, ATP, metabolism, could this be useful for me? bear with me. So ATP, as we know, is our energy currency. It's made within the mitochondria. It helps with all cellular function throughout the body, including metabolism, thyroid health, the adrenals, everything. When you have more ATP, your body can perform better during exercise for sure, but potentially during life depending on your life. I mean, a lot of us have very stressful lives right now, so could creatine be helpful? I do know. Creatine also helps with other cellular processes that can also aid in recovery. A lot of people complain about DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, and that they're not recovering well. And you know, if you're not recovering well, you're not going to grow 
and regenerate. You won't grow new muscles, but you also will struggle to grow other tissues, including skin cells, hair, nails, all of that sort of stuff, uh, the uterine lining, lung tissue, whatever you need to regrow, you're going to struggle to regrow it. So creatine can help with all these um, signaling factors to help your body regrow. So creatine, again, it's a substance found in your body and it helps us grow and perform and create energy. So there are studies that show that additional stores of creatine can be used to produce more ATP, which is the key energy source for people who lift heavy or have high intensity exercise that need a lot of power output. Creatine also helps to gain muscle in ways like boosting workload, which means that you can increase your total worker volume in it single training session you can basically get more out of your session it can improve cell signaling so it can increase satellite cell signaling which aids in muscle repair and new muscle growth creatine has been shown to raise anabolic hormones studies note a rise in hormones such as igf1 which is insulin growth factor one after taking creatine and if you have checked out my interview with dustin baker who is the founder and president of bioprotein technology we went in depth on that on human growth hormone and growth factors and how important it is for recovery and regeneration and just feeling your best so creatine can be helpful there too creatine can help increase cell hydration uh, creatine lifts water content into your muscle cells which causes cell volumization which kind of makes the muscles look puffier but also can be helpful in regards to hydration overall and i know this is important to many of us right now with the heat wave that well we're experiencing in a lot of canada i'm not sure about the rest of the world pretty sure ireland is having a bit of a heat wave too um Creatine can help with reduce protein breakdown, so it can help increase total muscle mass by reducing muscle catabolism or breakdown, which we do experience all day, every day, but we can lower the effects of that with creatine potentially. If you want to actually look into a study on that, this one is quite helpful. Uh, you'll find it in the National Library of Medicine and it's titled Effects of Acute Creatine Monohydrate Supplementation on Leucine Kinetics and Mixed Muscle Protein Synthesis. If you want to just check out how you can prevent catabolism or protein breakdown, which is not only important for people going to the gym, but as we get older, I think many of us know that we start to lose a lot of muscle if we're not trying to offset that. And then creatine has been shown to help lower myostatin levels. So elevated levels of the protein myostatin can slow or inhibit new muscle growth. Again, really important as we get older and supplementing with creatine can help reduce these levels, helping you to maintain muscle and potentially increase the growth. Um, then creatine, I mentioned the brain earlier, creatine supplements, there is a lot of research on this and 
there is efficacy from starting children or teens younger on creatine, not just to help them grow the body of their dreams, but to help with cognitive performance. You can increase phosphocreatine stores in your brain, which can or may promote brain health and improve symptoms of neurological issues. There's a lot of research on that, but just to give you the title of one on PubMed, creatine and cyto chloreatine attenuate MPTP neurotoxicity that's the one I mentioned earlier and then another one again on PubMed is going to be oral creatine monohydrate supplementation improves brain performance a double blind placebo controlled crossover study so this is one of our high top of the range types of study um, and this study found that there was a dynamic and significant role of brain energy capacity in influencing brain performance and i remember a while ago someone asked me how do you know all this stuff how do you remember so much and I kind of was listing off, well, I take this and this, I take ginkgo, I take lion's mane, um, I take theanine, I drink really clean coffee, but I also listed creatine as one of these for helping my brain stay on the ball. So how does creatine affect muscle growth? Well, creatine has been shown to be effective for both short and long-term muscle growth. It assists people, including sedentary individuals, older adults and elite athletes. So back to that sedentary individuals, there has been research that shows that creatine can help with the maintenance of muscle and even help the growth of muscle in people who don't even exercise at all. Like if that doesn't make you say, wow, this is interesting, I don't know what will. There was one study in older adults determined that adding creatine to a weight training program significantly increased leg strength and muscle mass. And those of you that follow me will know I talk about or I've mentioned that leg day, leg training, leg strength, muscle mass in the legs are also very good for addressing insulin sensitivity or insulin resistance. And then there was another 12-week study in weightlifters where creatine increased muscle fiber growth three, two to three times more than training alone. The increase in total body mass also doubled alongside one rep max bent max for bench press which is a common exercise used for testing strength um so we have the muscle we have a lot of efficacy and studies relating to creatine's effect on strength and exercise performance and i like to throw power in here because power is really important um, in well-trained athletes, 28 days of supplementing creatine increased bike sprinting performance by 15% and bench press performance by 6%. These are big numbers. This stuff is really making a difference. And then other sh studies show noticeable improvements are primarily caused by the body's increased capacity to produce ATP. How many of you have spoke to me or spoke to someone about how you're just exhausted all the time, you can't find your energy, you're feeling lethargic? I saw one woman comment earlier that she needs to have like three naps a day. 
How many hours are in her day? I can't even afford one nap in a day. Imagine having the time to have three naps in a day. That's crazy. Um, so then we have the creatine effects on the brain. All very important. And I, I did a lecture before in the University of Calgary on the importance of brain health. And really, when you think about it, if your cognitive performance and your brain health and your mental health is not on point, you're going to struggle to be consistent with your diet or your exercise routine. You're going to struggle with the motivation or the willpower to make good choices, not just with food, but throughout your life to build a business, to heal your marriage or relationship. Like basically, if your head's not in the game, there's a higher likelihood you're going to fail. So like your muscles, your brain stores phosphocreatine and requires ATP for optimal function. Supplementing with creatine has research and studies showing that it may improve the following conditions. So Alzheimer's, it's a big concern for people. Parkinson's, Huntington's, ischemic stroke. So that's where the blood has... Um, stopped reaching the brain after a stroke, epilepsy, brain or spinal cord injuries, motor neuron issues like MS, memory and brain function and poor cognitive performance. Let's just say brain fog. That's what people were refer to it as. So despite the potential benefits of creatine for treating neurological disease, um, a lot of the studies were performed on animals but there's still potential there. There was a study, a six-month study in children with traumatic brain injury that observed a 70% reduction in fatigue and a 50% reduction in dizziness from using creatine post-traumatic injury. So the title of that, and these are big numbers, is on PubMed and it's prevention of traumatic headache, dizziness and fatigue with creatine administration, a pilot study. Um, then there was another one which was done on vegetarians who generally have low creatine stores because they don't eat a lot of meat, which is really our main dietary source. And that showed that supplementing caused a 50% improvement on a memory test and a 20% improvement on intelligence test scores. And this was just in vegetarians. Um, and then even in healthy adults, creatine has been shown to improve short-term memory and intelligence again. Not to say that you guys are not intelligent out there, but we can make you more intelligent with creatine. And then there's other health benefits, like I mentioned in the beginning, can help with blood sugar levels, um, can improve mus muscle function, and that would improve quality of life in older people for sure. There has been some research that shows creatine may help with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, I do believe the efficacy is there for improving metabolism and that then is going to spill over into the thyroid and the adrenals and just cellular function overall. So you can get different types of creatine, the most common and well-researched and seems to be the most bioavailable form is creatine monohydrate. 
Um, there are other forms, some of which are promoted to be superior, but most of the research shows that creatine monohydrate is not to say efficacious again, but efficacious and bioavailable. Like it's effective. It's it's affordable. I used to say creatine was cheap, but it's not anymore. I don't know if that's demand or inflation or what, but it's not very cheap anymore, but it's affordable. Um, and it is supported by hundreds of studies. Um, so when we're looking, you can buy creatine monohydrate in most health stores. Amazon have it. I've seen it in um, Sobeys and Walmart. Walmart. Um, most people who start taking creatine don't know that you need to start with a loading phase. So the loading phase is where we will take 20 grams per day for five to seven days. So this leads to a rapid increase in muscle stores of creatine. And then, so if you're doing 20 grams for five to seven days, you're gonna split that into four or five gram servings throughout the day. Creatine does dissolve pretty well in warm fluids, not so much in cold fluids. It's just gonna give you kind of a grainy texture and it depends on how refined your monohydrate or your supplement is. Some of them are great, like they're just like a powder and they dissolve great. Some of them a bit more grainy, um, but it does dissolve well in warmer fluids. Now I don't mean hot, but warmer and cold is doable. You could even just throw it into your protein shake or even just water, mix it around and knock it back. Um, but how you would do the loading phase is you're gonna take 20 grams for five to seven days. You're gonna split that into five gram servings throughout the day. And then once the loading phase is done, you're going to drop down to, the recommendations are three to five grams a day, but I like five grams per day. That's where I see the research supports um, the continued benefits of creatine. So you're going to drop down to five grams a day to maintain those levels within your muscles and your brain of creatine. There doesn't seem to be any benefit to cycling creatine. You can just stick with it long-term if you like. You can take breaks if you want, but there doesn't seem to be much benefit unless it's maybe financial or you wanted to say give your body a break from certain supplements. If you choose not to do the loading phase, you can just do five grams per day. It'll just take longer for you to maximize your stores. It can take up to four weeks. And also since creatine pulls water into your muscle cells, it is advisable to make sure you're getting enough hydration or even extra water when you're taking creatine and that for some people that might just be an extra 500 mils a day uh, you have to consider that if you're producing more energy too energy does require the metabolism of metabolic water so not only are you pulling water into your muscle cells you're going to be losing more water or using up more water for these metabolic processes. So just at least add in an extra half a pint or 500 mils of water a day. And then as far as safety and side effects go, like I mentioned in the very beginning, creatine is one of the most researched supplements out there. And the 
their studies, they do last quite a while. So we do have the evidence to show like there generally is no negative effects at all. Um, there was one really comprehensive study that measured 52 blood markers and that observed no adverse effects following 21 months of supplementing and kinds of uh, like I was speaking with with Dustin Baker on our interview sometimes you got to use a little bit of critical thinking like where do we normally get creatine if there's going to be issues with creatine we probably couldn't eat like meats or whatever so just a bit of critical thinking there the only thing that can be recognized with creatine supplementation is what I just mentioned a minute ago. Dehydration and dehydration can lead to cramps or spasms or heart palpitations as well, but also it could get severe. I mean, if you're pushing yourself in a heat wave, you're exercising, you're sweating a lot, you're not hydrating and you're supplementing with creatine, you could start treading on dangerous waters. You could be looking at hyponatremia, you could be looking at fainting, you could be looking at uh, the shakes, hypoglycemia. You, hydration is a big thing. I know most of you know that as well. So really the bottom line is creatine is affordable, it's effective, and it's safe. It supports quality of life in everyone, but especially older adults. It can help with brain health, it can help with muscle growth, it can help with exercise performance and power output. Um, it may help with blood sugars, metabolism, thyroid, adrenals. So if you want to try it, I don't see any harm in people trying it. There generally is no contraindications either. It's affordable. You could try it for a while, see how you feel on creatine. Um, but otherwise, I hope this kind of gave you a well-rounded kind of informative piece of information about creatine. I know what I just said there doesn't make sense. I want to get out and enjoy the sun, but I hope you found this helpful. If you've any questions, please reach out to me. You can do so at shemainsmodelhealth.com or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or even Rumble. I'm always happy to answer questions. If you haven't liked and subscribed to my podcast already, please do. It really helps. And if you feel like leaving a comment or a review that really helps the algorithm and it helps me reach more people and the more people we can reach the more people we can help and the more people we can help take responsibility for their own health because they have somewhat of a know-how anyway not to keep you too long enjoy the rest of your week and i'll chat to you guys really soon bye bye